This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, sir. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Yeah, I do really well. It was a good weekend, really yeah. busy, and... Uh, yeah, just trucking along, spring cleaning around the house, and uh, <laughs> man, getting stuff ready for International Pipe Smoking Day, and uh, yeah. yeah, just a lot of a uh, lot of fun fun things. So um, yeah, yeah, things are going great. We uh, got some cool things in the hopper for later this week that we're excited about, and um, yeah, man, just just trucking right, right along. So what, what's going on with you, man? Dude, you, you talk about like spring spring cleaning. So uh, you know, obviously, we're trying to get the the house ready. Yeah, for getting sale your house ready to you getting it all uh, gussied up. You know, Ooh, it's a it's a process, man. But I tell you what, I did find uh some time over this past week to do something that you know we we've been talking about it for the last several episodes i made guarantees at the end of last year that we would have everything in place and finally at long last we are there all 100 episodes all the first 100 episodes of country squire radio whoa hold on really all 100 are currently now available to every single patron of Country Squire Radio. Dude, that's great. Yes. If Wonderful, you go over man. to uh, okay. patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio, uh, you too can have <laughs> access to all of these 100 episodes. And I got to say, special thanks to everybody who before this point were patrons because that, they put up with all They put I mean, up with all of it. It, it, it got pretty ugly. <laughs> it, it got pretty ugly there for a while. There was a, I, I posted out to, uh, to the Facebook group, to the club members, and I realized after the fact that the club members get the heads up, but like just the, the normal patrons, uh, they, they don't get the heads up. They just get all the emails. And so, <laughs> so I put it out there. I was like, all right, be ready. It's like 40 episodes. You're going to get pling, 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 like every single minute or so as they're getting uploaded. And, uh, and I think Mark VV like messaged in like, I think he said something like they were waiting on an an email from their kid's school and they were already nervous enough about it. <laughs> but uh, oh, that's out of control. Yeah. Now, but, guess, d- but dude, that that's it, right? I mean, it, it's it's done. So all the well, the, the oh, well, well, is it done? I don't know. Well, let's say let's put it this way: the archived episodes are done and available. Okay. But there was kind of a a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, if you oh, will. Oh no, that's right. Yeah. Because I, after I'm, I'm, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> after we we uh, all the episodes were uploaded at the very tail end, after episode 100, is a brand new um mini bowl of country squire radio yeah, it's a it's a it's a um it's a bonus it's a bonus episode yeah, yeah, it's it, a bonus it's an exclusive episode for those that are supporting us on patreon i, I don't even want to call it a full episode because it's about half as long but if you go back to those original episodes they were half as long as they yeah, are now no, it's about about right yeah. so anyway all that to say uh there's a little something extra there for you it's a uh, <laughs> spotlight on peterson's st patrick's day pipes and uh yeah if you would like to check that out uh, please consider support, uh, supporting the show at patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. And we've talked about it, and we hope to make more kind of exclusive stuff uh, for those of you that are supporting us here in the coming year. Yeah, I think so it'll be fun. Yeah. More more on that as, uh, as we go throughout the year. But yeah. anyway, all that said, full 100-episode archive. Done, kaput. It is there. No, no more. Uh, no more. You know. No more emails. No cra- more notifications. Cra- yeah, I mean, yeah, cra- crazy. Uh, you know, d- email dumps on, on you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know how to say except. To, gosh, we're just. Uh, we're really grateful. We, we just destroyed all the, all the notifications. It's it the worst. I will say, man, we got to welcome somebody as a new club member for the Country Squire Radio. Yeah, yeah, I got a new one on board. Right? Oh man, I'm so excited about this. We got Leo Gobo. Yeah, Leo Leo Gobo. Now, see, you're you're reacting this way because you're surprised I didn't mispronounce it, and you may have mispronounced it. But I it, don't it think looks so. It looks pretty straightforward. So I feel like the non maybe Gobo. Well, I feel like the non Bo out there would actually refer to him as like Leo uh, Gobo B A U. Right. X. <laughs> but of course, as a Bo who spells his name B E A U, I know. Yeah. The Louisiana ways. No, that's oh, no. that's exactly right. Yeah. So shouts out to Leo. Man, for yeah, new up new pilgrim club. level there at the uh, Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. That's great, man. Absolutely. Um, man, r- real quick, also, uh, just one more um, opportunity to announce that we uh, our friends up in St. Louis they have the thirty uh, first annual Gateway Area Pipe Show and Swap. Uh, that is this coming Saturday, February sixteenth, from nine a.m. to five p.m. at the Webster Groves Masonic Lodge, uh, twelve East Lockwood Street, Webster Groves, Missouri. 
And there's also a pre-show reception Friday night from 6.30 to 9. So uh, anyway, just putting one more plug out there for that. One of the uh, most esteemed pipe gatherings in the, in North America, and we're uh, excited about that. Hope uh, hope you guys can go and look forward to getting a lot of pictures and stuff uh, from everyone that gets to go up there. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, hey, we've got a great episode planned for today, and I'm really excited about it. You know, just for a little bit of context, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far, <laughs> well, it was this one. Uh, it was this galaxy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it, it kind of came and out. a long, long time ago. It was probably, what, five years ago, four years ago? Well, it feels like a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was right about the time that the Lord of the Rings films were kind of coming to a close. And we were at this place where we were kind of considering, okay, well, what, uh, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings franchise has meant so much for kind of the, the pipe community and, you know, bringing new pipe smokers in and, and kind of kind of reinvigorating interest in what could be seen as kind of more of a um, a hobby of the past or yeah. a practice of the past or something of that sure, nature. Sure, yeah. Which, which kind of piqued our interest of like what other aspects of pop culture kind of influence pipe culture as you were and, and where is kind of the bleed over? Is there even a thing such as pipe culture? And that kind of started a new series called Pipe Culture. Um, <laughs> pipe culture is essentially, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a non-scientific sociological study on the culture that surrounds the pipe, the people that, yeah, that no, that's the right. practices, all that kind of good stuff. Um, you know, throughout this, we've talked about pipe culture origins, so shared experiences and how people came to the pipe. We did kind of a study on what people's perception of pipe culture is in terms of, you know, how they enjoy their pipe. Uh, we've talked specifically about pipe smoking archetypes of the p- type of people that you think of, be they fictional or historic, that smoke a pipe. And I'm not talking about specific pipe smoking heroes, but more of the the archetypical uh, catch-all that many of those would fall into. And today I'm really excited because we're starting a new series in pipe culture, which is places. Now, much as we've done in the past, we, we start things off with kind of almost kind of like a come one, come all broad approach to hear what y'all's thoughts are about the topic. And so, you know, we left it very broad, like places. What do you, what does that bring up to mind? It could be where you like to smoke your pipe. It could be where you wish you were smoking your pipe. It could be uh, some theoretical place that doesn't exist. It could be up in the clouds hovering above Narnia. You know what I mean? Like it could be anywhere. <laughs> or the place that started it all, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so one way or the other, that's kind of the way that we put it out to you. And we're so excited because this means we get to turn the microphones over to you and really kind of hear uh, some thoughts. So you ready to dive into this, man? Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm eager. All right. Why don't, why don't you take uh, Russell right there uh, as our kind of our first one? Yeah. He says, uh, my dream is to have an old English style den or library with its own isolated Uh, with its own, isolated from the rest of the house, air conditioning system, a fireplace, bookshelves on all the walls, high wingback chairs, and oxblood-colored tufted leather, uh, (laughs) matching matching footrests, oriental rugs covered a dark-stained wood floor, and a lighting styled around the 19th century. Uh, Maybe old tube-type radio as well. Maybe. (laughs) Man, that's great. You know, he's kind of got the uh, evoking the old-fashioned, you know, library in the, uh, you know, the the gentleman's library with those wingback chairs and uh, maybe, you know, a a well-bred hound dog sitting next to him, uh, sitting by the fire in his, uh, wearing his ascot or something of that nature. So (laughs) you're projecting the ascot. I don't think he he didn't say that. But but, I mean, you, when when he says ox ox blood colored tufted leather, you know, chairs, it basically says that that's, uh, that that's, that's fabulous. (laughs) Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. 19th century lighting though. When like, I'm trying to like like that, I visualize, I'd be, all this is very picturesque, but like when you think of 19th century lighting, what is that? Yeah, maybe uh, like gas gas lights or okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, uh, you know, nowadays people are going to those old uh, Edison bulb, you know, things with the uh, kind of yellow, uh, you know, retro looking lights. I, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe that's uh, kind of what he's what he's talking about there. Got one of those hanging above uh, my, my kitchen table or my dining room table right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I love it. Uh, so the den or library uh, Russell's throwing out. So we've got next up. Uh, this one's coming in from AJ. And uh, he's going to take us out of the library and, and uh, out to the farm. It says, Bo and John David, I have been thinking of places that I enjoy uh, smoking my pipe the most. Two places come to mind. The first place I think of is the farm. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's kind of in quotations. If yeah, you will. yeah. I grew up in southern Illinois. And like most here, my grandparents are farmers. My family likes to take walks on holidays through the fields or sit on the porch and enjoy uh, each and enjoy each other's company. This past Christmas, while we were on a walk, I lit up some cherry, I know, I know, tobacco, <laughs> and, and everyone loved it. 
They started sharing stories of old teachers and family members or friends smoking cherry tobacco. Anyway, the farm is a great place to smoke pipe, spending some quality time with close friends, enjoying the wide open spaces, and even sitting on the porch by yourself, watching the seasons take their course. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not going to judge you for cherry tobacco around Christmas. No, it's good. I mean, it, I, obviously, you know, that what's more uh, uh, Americana, you know, old-fashioned real pipe smokers than that, uh, you know, that that mid-century cherry drugstore blend, you know, golly, that just uh, evokes some real real memories for a lot of people. I like the contrast of these two as well. If you think about, like, the den, you kind of see that that classic relaxation, enjoying your pipe after like, you know, a long day or something. Yeah, more sophisticated kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, the um, gentry lifestyle maybe. Well, sure. But it, but it, even even still, it's like in a stage of kind of respite. Whereas the farm, you tend yeah, to think okay. about. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Like with the farm, yeah. it's more of like that rustic, getting your hands dirty. You know, you got the, the smell of cow patties out there <laughs> or, or, the, or Mississippi State. We know that, right. that smell. Yeah, that smell. Right. Uh, Cow- cowbells ringing in the distance. Right. <laughs> you also, and you know, and so and, you know, I think about the fact that you do have kind of with the farm, uh, well, how do I put this? Like when I'm, when I'm visualizing the experience of sitting in a den and smoking a pipe, the smell of the pipe fills the room. Yeah, right? Like sure. It, it is the part of a very strong part of the ambiance. Whereas I can imagine, having never actually smoked my pipe and certainly not cherry tobacco on a farm, but I can imagine because a farm has such the kind of the strong smells. My grandfather had a farm. Yeah. And I remember going out there and you, you, the, you know, the smells are there. <laughs> no, that's right. It, it, you know, good and not so good and all in between, but it's, uh, it, it's very um, natural. It's, it's very natural. Regardless it's very of organic. good or not good. It's, no, of it's course. natural. Or, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but, but so you think about the fact that like the pipe smoke almost kind of combats that to some extent, right? <laughs> like, like it forces its way into it in the same way that when you're kind of out in the farm, uh, you're also kind of, you know, combating yeah. the elements as you're you're caring for your your produce or your or your livestock. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and even here he takes it even further with kind of the relaxation, going for walks and sharing those stories. Yeah. He yeah. also has a second place that he mentions as well. Do you want to take that one? Yeah. Second place I think about is quote, the cabin. My friend has a cabin here in Wisconsin. Uh there's something about being away from here from home, uh near trees and ponds, enjoying a bowl bowl of your favorite blend. The cabin makes me think of really slowing down, much like smoking a pipe itself. Cabin living is a ritual, uh, firing up a wood-burning stove, putting away the phones, and just enjoying the time. On a side note, there are many hipster photographers who post post pictures on Instagram of smoking a pipe in a cabin. Uh, so this probably reinforces the setting. <laughs> Love the show <laughs> and spending the time each week with you two. Keep it up and have a great day. Have a day. Uh, and that's from AJ. Yeah, I think he's onto something there. Um you know, I, I kind of, even my own uh, sense of place, you know, as we kind of pull the curtain back on our yeah, own yeah. Uh, preferences there, kind of uh, might be a hybrid between that den library and the cabin kind of thing, mm. right? You know, a place where, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you are surrounded by the things you love, maybe those favorite books and uh, some, uh, you know, luxurious items or amenities that make you feel really comfortable. Maybe it's your favorite glass of whiskey or uh, in, in our fa- in, in my case, uh, uh, Boodles and Tonic <laughs> or, uh, you know, in your, in your favorite your favorite dog or, or whatever. But then also, um, you know, there is that that ritual about, uh, you know, the cabin living, putting the uh, the cell phones away, slowing down. Um, you know, there. I think the kind of the hybrid of the two. I kind of, uh, you know, I tend to, um, you know, identify with more. That's good. That's good. You know, I haven't. It's been a long time since I've done the the cabin thing. When, when was the last time you've been out in the in in the cabin out in the woods? Yeah, we we actually went for New Year's. Yeah, yep. it was great. We went to uh, Pickwick Lake up in Northeast Mississippi. Oh, nice. Uh, where Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee all meet. There's a beautiful lake up there, and went. And spent uh, a couple days with some friends up that way, and it was great, man. Just pipe smoking and um, you know walking around uh, the lake, doing just a little bit of hiking and lots of napping and reading, man. It was <laughs> it was fantastic, yeah. <laughs> you know, I almost uh, it, it seemed it, it used to be a frustration, but now it really is such a pleasant thing that that those cabins are so far out in the middle of nowhere, especially down here where cell phone coverage is hard enough to get in like populated that, areas. That's the thing. You can't even get it. Even if you wanted it, you couldn't get it. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's a beautiful kind of forced isolation. Yeah. Really like it. All right. So this next one, I also want you to take as well. Cause okay. uh, this, this is great. The study, not the library, 
but the study connected to it. Okay, here we go. This is in my sprawling estate where I have both a study and a library. <laughs> this is from Jim Nelson. We're, we're assuming that he's joking. No, I, 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 I think I think so. Although he may have won like a lawsuit or something, you never and, know. and just and you know he constructed his uh, his his dream home with his, this his uh, sprawling thinking. library slash study. Yeah, uh, smoke and books isn't the best combination. So I grab a fine volume mm. from my shelves and then go next door to the study uh, to read while enjoying my pipe. Uh, This is the quintessential smoking experience. If I'm just reading, I'm sitting in a leather chair. If I'm actually studying, I'm at the desk sitting in my Aeron chair, um, A-E-R-O-N chair. I'm I'm not not familiar. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Um, If I actually had both a study and a library, the Aeron chair and good filtration exhaust system would be my two bits of modernity uh, that would complete the experience. So, um, Jim, good good call on that. You know, it's uh, a lot of folks, particularly bookworms, book book nerds, folks that, uh, you know, enjoy their, um, you know, their collection of volumes. Um, you know, he, he's right. The the pipe smoke isn't necessarily the best fit or the, the best combination for, uh, you know, preserving those books, keeping them in tip-top condition. Personally, I like that all my books smell like pipe smoke because every time I open a book, it's like, oh, there's, you know, <laughs> there's that delicious, uh, you know, smell that I get. But you know, for long-term value of the books, maybe it's uh, or yellowing of the pages, it might not be as healthy. So, so he's saying, you know, you take your favorite tome and you go into your study and you, uh, you know, one at a time, and you're able to really enjoy it uh, there, and then put it back in its place, and um, you know, afterwards. But you, you know, you're. Um, he's got that uh, comfy chair and uh, you know his filtration system, and it just makes good sense. So yeah, um, yeah I like it. I'll, you know, and, and you're right. I like kind of the the kind of almost separation too. We talked before about the the library and the den, and this may be a little bit more the den, but instead of the blending the two, the separation. You yeah, know, I, I think about the fact there was a episode of um, this reality TV series called uh, Comic Book Men. Yeah, I think this is where I remember this from. There was a guy who came in who owned a cigar shop. And he had this box of like, like precious comics. Like, uh-huh. I mean, you're talking like uh-huh. golden age, you know, like, like super rare. <laughs> and they all reeked. Well, and so they came in <laughs> and he tried to sell them. And, you know, if, had they not been stored in the cigar shop, right. they might have been worth like been worth something. Yeah. yeah. A couple thousand dollars per issue and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But in their current state, they're like, I, we, no, we can't sell these. <laughs> so, like, you know, you got to, I think, uh, you know, we talk about the long You, you can the sell them. You just got to find someone, that, the right person. You got to right? find I mean, the if right it, person. If it were me, I'd be like, man, that's, that increases the value. You know? <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> that's the thing. You got to find the tobacconist who's like sitting, you know, the tobacconist who's, of course, a millionaire. Right. No, right. Able to like, you know, because that, that's, that's, that's where they all are, man. Right. <laughs> sitting on that tobacco. That's line. hilarious. Yeah, the, the Aeron chair, uh, you know, it just uh, Googled that. It's a chair we've all known and seen. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of these uh, modernist looking uh, chairs that is uh, super ergonomic and uh, form fitting and has all this um, kind of breathable mesh material and, and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, you know, he wants to sit there, enjoy that comfy chair that, uh, you know, in his, uh, you know, modernly uh, ventilated room and uh, while, while, you know, exploring one tome at a time. I think that's good. All right, man. This next one's coming in from Tyler A. And I say A because, well, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, there is a paint, uh, there's a painting that I bought a while back, which currently hangs in my own smoking den. Uh, it, this to me is my dream archetypical pipe smoking location. Mm. While it does have a twinge of hyper-masculinity, the image of the smoker, his dog, and at his side and dreaming of the perfect hunt, all while surrounding in what appears to be uh, his own loves and hobbies, yeah. speaks to me. I have the feeling it would speak to many other pie smokers as well. Tyler Adelsperger, and in parentheses he says, good luck with that last name. <laughs> <laughs> Adelsperger? I, th- I think it was Tyler Adelsperger. A- Adelsperger. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> I should have just stuck with Tyler A. Um, you know, I think, it, I think that's good. I, you know, I kind of identify with this too, right? Check so, it out. I got the picture as well, and we'll put it up on the on the Facebook Oh, page. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, you know, so so he he sent this in then. Yeah, exactly. And so if I could kind of, uh, let me let me walk you through a little See bit. See if you can it. describe it. Yeah. yeah so um, as he mentions, the man sitting back, he's got his uh, hunting jacket that is kind of evident based on the, the feathers that are. Uh, stuffed in his pocket. His dog is by his side. He's at a roaring fire above the mantle. There is a a, a deer with the uh, the gun in which he killed the deer kind of in, <laughs> uh, in the antlers. In yeah. the antlers. <laughs> uh, there also seems to be a, a mount stuffed rabbit and various kind of items. 
uh, around him. He also has behind him kind of a, a you know, kind of a, a set of bullets and another rifle with more of a, what do you call that? The kind of the classic hunting helmet, if you will, um, the, with, with the kind of the hard hat. Style. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And initially I thought you were talking about like the deerstalker cap, but no, this is uh well, maybe I, that I, might be what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's kinda close to that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um and then also a little bit of fishing gear. And up above him he has a, a painting of a man fly fishing. And in the smoke, and this might be my own interpretation of the of the painting, but in the smoke it appears that there's like an, an army uh, a soldier of sorts, kind of in a in a sniping position or in a shooting position, almost yeah, no, like almost, he's reminiscing. Yeah, like, almost like a a thought bubble or something, but it's manifesting itself in the smoke. Yeah. Exactly, which I like that. Yeah, so this is kind of taking the the study uh, or, or the den, the smoking den experience. You know, he's surrounding himself though with these uh, items, these um, you know markers of things that he you know particularly cares about. I I I tend to identify with mm-hmm. this as well. My a uh, favorite smoking uh, spot inside my house is a chair uh, that my wife has uh, let me have, you know, ownership of and and dominion over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's right next to a bookcase. It's filled with uh, just a few important, you know, books that I particularly like. I've got a pipe rack and a beautiful vintage, you know, ashtray that's there. And there's actually a drawing of a tobacco plant over the chair and things of that nature. My lamp that's right next to it is a handmade glass lamp that sat in my grandparents' house when they were alive. And so it's just kind of this fun corner where I can sit and, uh, you know, whether it's a quiet time in the morning, if I'm reading something interesting or something worthless or studying the word, sitting in meditation, it's just kind of my little space and all my pipes on the little rack are right there. So it's, it's kind of good being surrounded by the things that you like. Absolutely. All right, uh, Jason B. is next, uh, and he has kind of a a very specific recommendation. Yeah, I'd like to weigh in on my favorite place to smoke my pipe. This is kind of lengthy, but it's from the heart. I have to say that the city of Gatlinburg, Tennessee, is a fantastic town for the all-around pipe smoker. Uh, You can start out at the Gatlin Burlier, a pipe shop which has existed for the past 40 years within the Mountain Mall, uh, right in the heart of downtown Gatlinburg. The guys who work there are amazingly knowledgeable, and the blends they sell are all their own, each one with a taste unique only to the burlier. Think the way McClelland had their signature flavor with all their tobaccos, but in my opinion, perhaps a bit gentler to the taste buds. I've heard Brian Levine mention a few times how we now have the generation of pipe smokers who learn from the internet, and this is true, but what makes the Gatlin Burlier a special place is that it is a shop where you still learn things up close and personal with a local tobacconist. This is where I learned to smoke a pipe at 19 and encourage many who make the pipe pilgrimages to add this place to their list. After a visit to the Gatlin Burlier, one can find themselves just up the street in a little alley-style plaza called The Village. With an old-time feel and a cup of good coffee shops around, this is a great place to sit and relax while having a smoke. The Gatlinburg Trail is at the end of the town and a great spot to lunt, as well as the countless trails around that lead to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. If you have the time and ability, Mount LeConte makes a great day hike with many trails ascending the mountain. And at the summit, you can have a pipe on one of the tallest mountains east of the Mississippi. I'm fortunate enough to live only half an hour away from Gatlinburg and spend a lot of time there year-round. Though the traffic can be absolutely overbearing during some of the summer months, for a local like myself, it's a great place to spend time and smoke my pipe. And that's from Jason B. Yeah, you know, Gatlin, the Gatlin Burlier, that's that's a, a great shop. I've never been, but I heard so many awesome things about it. Of course, hmm. it's uh, uh, tucked away there in that beautiful uh, city in uh, to eastern Tennessee. You know, great vacation spot for a lot of folks that live in the south. Um, you know, if you want to go get a cabin or, uh, you know, do some hiking or even endure, enjoy the, the tourist traps and some of the fun, uh, you know, kitschy things that are there. It's just a fun place to go. And, of course, the Gatlin Burlier uh, being right there is, a, um, you know, just a, a great American tobacconist that, um, that I think everyone should, should check out at least once. I, I need to get up there and see it. I, I haven't been to Gatlinburg in a long time and, uh, and would like to, go, like to go make my own pilgrimage. That's yeah. good, man. Mm-hmm. Jason B., of course, of the uh, Gatlinburg Tourism Bureau. I'm just kidding. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and should be, <laughs> and man. Should it's a be. Be, yeah, from what I remember, because it's been so long since I've been, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful part of the country. All right, so this one's coming in from Robert E. Terry. He says, uh, my two-cent contribution towards the subject of your favorite sp- spot to smoke. My ideal spot to smoke my pipe is more of an idealized setting than a single specific spot. I truly found faith in nature and solitude. So for me, it's the natural setting where I can be completely alone absent of all traces of civilization, a quiet mountaintop, riverbank, stream or lake, a desert, coastline, shoreline, 
I love to hike, walk, boat, kayak, or fly in these places. Myself and God's creation, the sights, sounds, and smells of his handiwork, and my pipe full of tobacco sipping away slowly. Sincerely, Robert E. Terry. Oh, that's great. That's great. It, mm-hmm. it is kind of an idealized place, you know, but we think about uh, that. And I, I, I think anytime, you know, if we have that in our mind, anytime we do get the chance to go to one of these types of places, right, mm. whether it's a cabin in the woods or, a, uh, you know, the shore, a stream, maybe it's fishing with some buddies or something, you you always think this is the spot. This is the point I'm going to bring my pipe, right? That's that's the place where you're you're sure to pack that pipe and your carry on when you uh, when you make the trip. And so, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's good. And one of the things he did that I really like is that, you know, he, he, he said specifically it's more, this is more of like an idealized or an ideal spot. Sure. Um, as opposed to something very specific. And I think with a lot of nature that, that ends up being the case, like we may have like some hiking trail that is kind of our, our specific hiking trail or, you know, there's this one spot on the lake that really speaks to you. Yeah. But a lot of times it's more of the idea of being out there or just going and being out there as opposed to having like a specific spot. So I, I really yeah. liked that. Now, this next one's kind of cool, man. Jay Freedy took the concept, you know, as we mentioned, we try to, to ask in, in more of a broad terms of like, you know, what do you see as places? Yeah, yeah. And so Jay Freedy uh, kind of chose like perfect locations and then more realistic locations. Okay. Uh, you want to take his perfect locations? Perfect locations. Number one, sitting around the fire with friends, family while camping in the mountains. Oh, that is good, yeah. Uh, or smoking my fishing pipe, a half-bent Savinelli that's been abused and dunked <laughs> in many a trout stream <laughs> while fishing in the rock. You could probably uh, relate to that maybe with your, what, you, you, what do you call it? Your trout the, the trout slayer or something? salmon slayer. Salmon slayer, yeah. 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 <laughs> or he says, uh, sitting in the Eagle and Child pub, drinking a pint while discussing Tolkien and mm. Lewis masterpieces. Mm. Golly, wouldn't we all like that? Yeah. All right. So those are his more like ideal Yeah, per- quote unquote perfect locations. Here's yeah. the more realistic. On my back porch with friends sitting by my chimney. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if you're not going to be on top of a mountain, that's that's not a bad spot. Yeah, no, that's, that's my personal mountaintop. <laughs> at our local pipe shop, cigar bar, sitting in a leather chair, pondering deep thoughts, or even more realistically, working on my computer. Yeah, yeah. Sitting on the uh, hearth of our fireplace, Sneaking in a bowl, blowing the smoke up the chimney while my wife is away. <laughs> okay. we, won't, we won't tell, dude. We won't tell. Do people do that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a thing? Yeah. Well, you know, if you're going to light a fire in your house, it's the perfect opportunity to get away with, yeah. uh, you know, smoking your pipe in your What's house. What's that right? smell? And oh, so, you know, it's a fire from last night. It was night. a fireplace, right? Yeah. So it just kind of, it all <laughs> blends together. It's like, man, what kind of wood did you put on that fire? Uh, cherry wood. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. No, I, yeah, I've, I've, I'm definitely guilty of that. You know, I, I'm, I'm reminded <laughs> of, uh, um, oh gosh, it, it reminds me of uh, uh, the the original, I don't, it's not Sister Act, or maybe it was Sister Act. Where's the one with the twin switch place, places? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. <sighs> Lindsay Lohan was in it in like the remake of it, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the classic one where the, like the Pollyanna girl that was in like the child in every single one of the movies of that era. You, I, it, as soon as you mentioned Sister Act, I just, I, I, I no, out. yeah, that's right. Sister Act was Whoopi Gold. This was, this was something, um, shoot. I cannot remember the name of it, but there's this scene where this kid who has never met her grandfather before, and she's meeting him for the first time, um, you know, she starts smelling him and he asks, what are you doing? And she says, I'm making a memory. Yeah. And she says, you know, I want to always remember when I'm very old that my grandfather always smelled of uh, peppermint and pipe tobacco. And Mm. he said that peppermint was for like a heart condition or something like that. And he said, and the pipe tobacco is to make your grandmother mad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it just kind of reminded me. I like that. Yeah. All right, man. And this is kind of the final one that we have uh, from, from the listeners, which is a rich you who says, good evening, Bo and John David. Uh, My favorite place to smoke my pipe is while playing Chesapeake backwaters in my wood duck kayak. Plying. Sorry. Yep. Good evening, Bo and John David. My favorite place to smoke my pipe is while plying the Chesapeake backwaters in my wood duck kayak that I built last year. Dude! That's that's sweet. That's hardcore. It's like Ron Swanson stuff. That's that's like full on. So it's so <laughs> relaxing. Stumbled on a good pair of bourbon and tobacco, four roses, single barrel. That is good. Uh, and Lane Vanilla uh, Black Cavendish. Yeah, yeah. The vanilla in the tobacco complements the caramel and vanilla no- notes in the bourbon. Keep up the great work. Rich you. I think Rich... Just Squire selected our 
pipe uh, culture. I think he episode. may have. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Well done. Well done. That's 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 a good one. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, he, did. he made his own pairing. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, of course, Lane Vanilla Black Cavendish are great uh, tobacco on its own. And um, man, yeah, four, four rows of single barrel, uh, kind of some high... Uh, you know, a high proof whiskey there, but he's, uh, you know, found the perfect location for that. Man. Um, and he built his own kayak. That's that's sweet. Um, it, I like the single barrel four roses. It, good. It, interesting enough, you know, he talks about building his own kayak. Our, our dear friend, uh, Portland Polly tweets in, I have really been surprised that I've been smoking my pipe so much more now that I have a shop. Uh, it's cold in there at this time of year, but mm. I have gone uh, from one to two pipes a week to one to two pipes a night. Uh, four or five times a week. My shop is quickly becoming my place to smoke. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, Paul, probably identify with that, which um, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. It's kind of your, um, your your space to work it all out. That's good. You know, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier kind of for you, the, the cabin kind of den setting is, is kind of your ideal spot. You know, for, for me, man, I think it's probably, I mean, <laughs> there, you know, it, it, it's it's being out in nature, but it is a kind of a specific being out in nature. It's fly fishing. Uh, there's a there's the Rogue River that runs near Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's yeah. got like maybe an hour or so out okay. of Grand Rapids. And uh, it is one of my favorite places on earth. It's beautiful. It's tranquil. I mean, part of it is, you know, when, when you've been spending the week with your in-laws and it's like the one getaway, <laughs> that might add to it as Special well. Special place. But like, but, you know, going and either kayaking or fishing that river, I mean, the water is so clear. You can see the trout swimming through and like getting out there with my pipe and enjoying uh, typically like tobacco that doesn't necessarily match the setting because a lot of times it's like deeply rum case. For me, it just it's one of my favorite tobaccos in one of my yeah. favorite spots. Yeah. And it is definitely by far my favorite place to smoke my pipe. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of great memories of sitting around the campfire, uh, you know, at, at home in the fire pit and, and on the porch and of course your porch as well. Yep. And just in your favorite pipe shop. But when it comes down to it, that is that is one of the the most quintessential for me pipe smoking places there is. Yeah. And you know, the reality is is that I couldn't even enjoy that if I didn't have a good, clean quality smoking pipe. That, I, that, that wouldn't destroy me if it happened to float down the river. No, that's right. You could dry out. You know, you wouldn't do that with like some $300 uh, Meerschaum carving of your own face. You, <laughs> you, you would want to do that. Well, maybe you would, but you would actually want to do that. carving of Bo's face. That'd with, be awesome. <laughs> with a really good quality pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. No, that's right. And those yeah. corn cob pipes are made for enjoying on the river. They are. They are. And so many of our favorite places are that outside uh, you know, kind of uh, environment where, you know, you just need something that uh, you don't have to worry about as much. And of course, uh, the great pipes from Missouri Meerschaum fit the bill uh, perfectly. Today's pipe uh, featuring this show uh, is the Pony Express Corncob Pipe. Um, this non-filtered Pony Express Corncob Pipe from Missouri Meerschaum is a straight pipe with a short amber bit and a slim barrel-shaped bowl with a small amount of color on the coating that gives a pipe a soft yellow appearance. Uh, appearance. Uh, this pipe is perfect for the 10-minute smoke break. And, um, you know, I think one of my favorite places, uh, you know, other than the little chair um, kind of reading corner that I have set up inside my house or the porch on the front of my house, uh, one of my favorite places to smoke my pipe is behind the tobacco bar at the Country Squire. And so, um, you know, sitting there uh, working, uh, perhaps filling orders or working on the new blend or, um, you know, whatever it might be, helping a customer. A pipe like the Pony Express is perfect because it's light uh, to the mouth. It's very uh, easy on your teeth. Um, and it holds just the right amount of tobacco for that quick kind of uh, smoke break to uh, sneak sneak your favorite tobacco in when you've got a free second. And so uh, just great pipes from our friends, of course, at Missouri Meerschaum. Um, and the Pony Express is, uh, is highly recommended to you. All right. Well, hey, if you've got a uh, Missouri Meerschaum pipe, smoke it in your favorite place this week. Take a picture when you do, selfie it as the kids are calling it these days. Uh, tweet that into us. We love to retweet it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know how much you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week coming into us from Derek J. Yeah. All right, so Derek uh, writes down, he says, Hey guys, with the way that tobacco is uh, vilified and vaping is becoming more prominent, do you think there will be a push for pipe smokers to start pipe vaping? Uh, this is a concept design that I think was pitched to Peterson, but turned down amongst their corporate restructuring of a quote-unquote vaping pipe. Uh, the day Is the day coming where traditional tobacconists, such as yourself, John David, will have to incorporate custom blended vape liquids 
to adhere to the anti-tobacco laws, views, crowds, taste, whatever. Uh, the pipe looks pretty cool, and I'd get one just to have one on occasion, but I'll take Leaf and Fire any day. Best regards, and that's again from Derek J. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, you know, there's that gut part of me that <laughs> that immediately says not over my dead body, right? I mean, I, you know, we're we're um, you know, we we like tobacco and uh, and like real pipes, and part of the fun for us is the the process of selecting real actual tobacco and uh, learning how to keep your pipe lit and uh, you know, uh, working your pipe, the the ritual of it, the experience of it that I think is uh, diluted, if not completely destroyed by, you know, by the vape stuff. Um, although, you know, there are these pipe shaped vapes that are that are out there. You've seen them. Uh, the, the shape of the vaporizer is just a, it, it's a pipe and you put, uh, you know, liquids in it. You can put, uh, you know, the uh, I, I think there's tobacco uh, flavored, you know, e-liquids that you can put in there that uh, kind of mimic the uh, warm smell of a pipe. Um, you know, these might be uh, right for some people, but um, you know, it's not something that we'll we'll ever find at at a shop like the Country Squire. You know, we're our our whole uh, point of pipe smoking for us anyway is um, you know that that point of um, you know slowing down, connecting with something that uh, you know is more timeless. That I think the vape just by the fabric of it just goes against uh, what we're trying to do. So there might be some tobacconists that that take it up. You know, you think about. Um, you know, the reason it's hard to find a pipe shop nowadays is because in so many uh, shops in the United States in the 1990s, you know, as the cigar boom kind of came on board, um, you know, folks folks pivoted very, you know, strongly from the pipe to the cigar. Uh, and eventually, a lot of these old-fashioned shops just did away with uh, with pipes altogether. Um, you know, it, that that could happen again with, uh, with the vaping stuff. But um, you know, Derek, you do mention the regulations uh, for this as maybe kind of pushing that trend. But vape's um, not excluded from that, right? And that's what I wanted yeah. to speak to is is that, um, you know, these regulations that have come out have also hit uh, the vape uh, industry uh, hard, as hard and maybe even harder in some instances. Intentionally so. Intentionally, like, yeah. Like, if anything, we're getting more of like the the side effects. Yeah, of like exactly. Really about a, a, lot of, a lot of this was, uh, you know, I think provoked, but frankly, because the cigarette companies wanted to uh, to punish the vaping uh, industry for, mm. um, you know, taking away some of their market share, frankly. And and so the pipe and cigar industry has kind of been caught up in the reverberations of this. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I think the vape stuff is, uh, is also under the microscope. So we'll see where it all goes. Um, will you ever see uh, a vape uh, product, even if it's pipe related or pipe, uh, you know, mimicking at the Country Squire? Probably not, but maybe your local tobacconist will have a, uh, you know, have a different take. Well, and you're right. I mean, you never know where the market is going to go, but it really, you know, the, the, the thing about the vaping pipes, it just seems so, I, you know, I, I'm not trying to cast judgment if somebody's into vaping. Hey, that look, no, that's, I, I'm not against it. I mean, it's just, if, I mean, that's just not our shop, right? That's not, that's not what we do. We did an episode in the first 100 episodes. I actually forgot that it was part of the first 100 episodes until we got there uh, when I was doing the upload. Yeah, when this you're last getting them all uh, back up. And yeah. I want to say it was like our 98th or maybe 97th, um, maybe it may have been 99. It was somewhere in like the very tail end. Yeah. And we did an episode called Separating the Stigma. We kind of dived into the perceptions around various tobacco products. And then also we're very definitive about, you know, as a show, where we kind of fall in line with. I mean, you know, the, as a show, obviously it's a pipe tobacco podcast, so that's first and foremost. Yeah, sure. And as a secondary kind of premium tobacco products as they relate to pipe tobacco and cigars. But, you know, we, we said then, and I think it's still absolutely the case, we were definitively not a cigarette show. We're not pro-cigarette from that standpoint. In fact, I would argue that a lot of the benefits of pipe smoking is that it provides a better alternative to cigarettes. I mean, you don't see that many people today and i could be wrong you might have you know you might have a story yeah. that you can you can prove me wrong on sure yeah we've got you know but, go ahead but you don't see that many people today that are addicted to the pipe you know what i mean like nobody like the process is so tedious yeah that like if you know <laughs> cigarettes is kind of that that quick hit quick fix type deal and it's and a different experience altogether I exactly yeah. and so if the mindset behind vaping of which i am not an expert and know very little about but if the mindset behind that kind of stemmed from really trying to carve into the cigarette market and to take people away from cigarettes, it's a whole different mindset and process altogether yeah. in terms of, you know, why you would go to the pipe in the first place, or at least in the modern era. Yeah. Um, and so, it, it, I'm, you know, so I guess, I, I guess I'll try to say 
never say never. You never know where the market's going to go in terms of, you know, what people are interested in. Sure. Um, but it it's hard to, it's just hard to visualize that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a reason, uh, you yeah. know, our, our, I, I have I mean, nothing, the pipes look kind of pretty. For, I mean, you know. For, in, yeah, but Bo's pulled up some photos here of uh, some of the vaping pipes, you know, and they you know, so that's, uh, it's an interesting concept. Uh, you know, I, I personally, I, I kind of like the experience of hookah. For instance, I think hookah is I've only done that once. Uh, but yeah. Hookah's fun. I think the flavors are are interesting. It's just a different experience because you're kind of in this communal uh, thing. But you know that's just not something um, you know we're going to carry at our shop. You know, right, I, right. I, we, there's 95 year old men that if they came in the country squire, they would beat me with their cane uh, as soon as they saw you know a hookah just because they didn't know what that was. And so it's uh, you know I, I <laughs> think you were selling something. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it, I, I like hookah. I mean, I think it's cool and. Um, and a fun experience. It's just not really, um, not necessarily the squire. Um, and, uh, you know, but, and although I think it, I think it certainly is closer to kind of our identity and who we are than, than, than vaping, vaping stuff. Yeah. yeah or, or, you know, um, so yeah, any, anyway, I highly doubt, uh, you know, that you'll be seeing it, um, you know, in some of the more old fashioned, uh, tobacco venues, but. Dude, a hookah night at the know. squire might actually kind that of sound cool. could be fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We could, uh, yeah. Yeah, you that's not know. something you might could be able to get away with that. overnight as a product, but I mean, like, you could yeah. like almost test the market to see if there was interesting. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be interested to see. See how many, uh, oh, World War II cool. vets that come in our shop that see that have heart attacks and, uh, yeah, just well, come just from there. come that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great question. And you know what, in, in, who knows, in the future, it may be worth revisiting the separating the stigma topic and include vaping in that. Yeah. Especially because that was part of the, the the archive that's not really readily available yeah. anymore. And I think it's an important topic. And, so. and, and we do have a lot of listeners that, you know, and I know this, you know, from experience and relationship, uh, listeners and, and, you know, friends at the shop that vape and and do the pipe. But I right. think I think they're doing them for entirely different reasons. Now, I, again, that's all I was trying to again, I, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I'm open to correction on that. But I, I, I want to say that those, uh, you know, the, the purposes there are pretty different. So. All right. Well, great question again. And hey, if you've got a question for us, send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions coming in from Derek Jarnigan. Uh, let's see what these quick fire questions are. They are the barbecue edition. <laughs> man, people are really pushing this, aren't they? You can't get over it, man. I, I guess not. Yeah. Look, I'm. Uh, the day is fast approaching where I, it'll be my last uh, uh, show to record in the same room for you, at least for some time. <sighs> if if ever there was a time to do it, I'm just I'm just saying that. I'm just saying it. It's going yeah. away, present. It's fine. It's fine. All right, the, the, there's there's jumping a shark and then there's jumping the pulled pork. That's right? what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, of course, uh, quick fire questions are brought to us by some awesome Country Square Radio T-shirts that are going to be available to you very, very, very soon. How soon? Ask John David on Twitter every single day for the next week, and maybe you might find out. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but right. very soon. Here we go. Jarnigan's Barbecue Edition. Yep. Propane, charcoal, or wood? Okay, I, personally, uh, you know, I think charcoal tastes the best, but when I'm barbecuing, mm, mm-hmm. I use propane. Mm. I'm lazy. I don't have a lot of time. I'm not at the biggest chef on earth. Um, you know, so if I'm if I'm going to grill something, I know myself well enough to know it's it's going to be propane. I think a lot of chefs actually do use propane. Um, it's uh, sweet, sweet burning propane. I, I can't actually. <laughs> was can't that your king of the hill? That was my king, that was my my trial of a king oh, of the hill. That was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so same thing. I mean, convenience factor, propane, you just can't yeah. top it. I used to judge it hard until I started using it, and now I'm stuck. <laughs> I just can't go back. Also, wood. I mean, you know, you get a wood fire grill in there. Man, some cherry wood, throw it in. It's good. Uh, mac and cheese or mashed potatoes as a side dish? Yeah, I'm going to go with mashed potatoes by mm-hmm. by a, a slim margin. Yeah. Mac and cheese is so subjective. There's so many different takes on them, whereas mashed potatoes is kind of hard to get wrong. All right, cornbread or yep. biscuits? Uh, I'm going to go with biscuits. Uh, I yeah, I love biscuits. Um, they're very dear to me and a part of the fabric of our family. Um, hmm. Yeah, corn, cornbread's good too, but I, I'll, I'll go with biscuits. Do you do the buttermilk or the drop biscuit? We don't do buttermilk, but I, what's a drop biscuit? You don't know? So it's like literally it's it's kind of clumpy and you drop it on the thing and it kind of cooks that way. I guess I don't know where. Yeah, I've never never seen that before. We we roll, I, I roll biscuits by hand. So I make them by hand. Oh. And then, you know, we use typically some type of, um, you know, Crisco or something like that. Sometimes butter, um, you know, milk and flour. Super simple, but um, gosh, they're so good. Yeah. No, yeah. Biscuits all the way. Sweet tea or an alcoholic beverage? Yeah, okay. With barbecue. Yeah, with barbecue, I'm gonna go with alcoholic beverage, but 
Um, man, sweet tea. I, I feel like so many of these are close calls. Uh, yeah, yeah the, I, I'm going to go with a, with a cold beer uh, or my favorite cocktail, but uh, sweet tea would not disappoint me. All right. And then finally, blackberry cobbler or peach cobbler? Of course, a la mode. A la mode means. in both cases, right? I'm going to go with the tartness of a blackberry cobbler, mm. again, by, by a very slim margin. Yeah, if you're talking with like some good vanilla bean ice cream like on top of it, yeah, all the way blackberry. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. All right, so there you go. Some Jared Jarnigan barbecue edition of Quick Fire Questions. Loving it, man. We're getting so close. That was good. We're yeah. going to convert them, guys. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, hey, if you got Quick Fire Questions, send them in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Don't hold your breath. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Man, we got some great listener feedback in from Rafael. Gomez. Rafael Gomez. <laughs> uh, so what does Raf have to say? Yeah. Yeah. He says, hey, I listen to Country Squire Radio often and just heard your last show where you guys reviewed Wessex Gold Brick. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some things you guys said on the show got me thinking. Uh, number one, John David was talking about the coloring on the Meershams reminded me of something I very recently learned. One of the reason Missouri Meersham is named such is because, like the Meersham, corncob pipes color and change over time. I really like the look of a well-worn corncob pipe and think it adds to the look and character of the pipe. Number two, the quick-fire questions were about barbecue, and it got me thinking, I think it would be better to pair more smoky tobacco with the sweet barbecue, like old dark-fired mm. with a honey barbecue. Uh, maybe a Virginia Perique, like Luxury Bullseye Flake, with a spicier, tangier barbecue. Uh, what do you guys think? And that's from Rafael Dominguez Gomez. And um, yeah, I, I I think all that's good. I, I you know I I'm intentionally not giving a lot of thought to pairing uh, tobacco and 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 barbecue um, for we're, just a. We're lot. just gonna have to trick you into it. Really. Yeah, I you know they they're um you're trying great effort though great effort. <laughs> The Country <laughs> Squire Radio Barbacast. And uh, good, uh, good, good, good feedback from Raphael. That's really good, <laughs> man. Uh, YouTube has been uh, been jumping this entire live episode. Um, I got correction earlier uh, on my uh, when I when I thought it was Sister Act. No, it was actually the Parent Trap. Okay. That I was thinking of the, okay. uh, the movie that I was thinking of, and I believe that was Owen who uh, who corrected me on that. We got uh, there's a debate going on right now in terms of aromatics and and you know the yeah the, the way in which they taste and have the kind of the perception there that I actually kind of gathered earlier and will d- include as a um, uh, pipe question of the week in a future episode. Okay, good, good. Um, so a lot of people are talking too about like you know what are they smoking in terms of uh, English Balkans, uh, you know two biggies right now. Tom uh, is saying that his two uh, tobaccos that he's smoking right now Cherokee and Plum Pudding. Uh, there's a lot of uh, aromatic discussion that's going on in the in the chat right now. <laughs> aromatic versus English. Lots of fun times on the YouTube chat. Not lots of fun times on the YouTube chat. Brandy's saying I second the the no to the vaping thing. Tom saying I read somewhere that studies are showing that vaping uh, honeycombs uh, that it actually honeycombs your lungs. I mean, this is probably part of a lot of the kind of the unknowns that go around yeah. vaping as no, well. No, and, that, and that's fair. Yeah. Um, Brandy's saying the point of pipe smoking is to actually pipe smoke. So. You know, the practice in and of itself yeah, is I kind think, of the point of it. I think so. Granted, different people come to it for different reasons, but but I would certainly kind of a- agree to, to an extent there. All right, man. Also on iTunes, we got a uh, an iTunes review in from uh, Bourbon Familia. What did Bourbon say? Yeah, he said, stay smoky, my friends. I recently started to take up a pipe after fond memories of it as a young child and being around family members who smoked a pipe. This show has not only been a great source of information, the host will pull you in and make you feel like part of the family, uh, part of a very dysfunctional family at times. Clearly. Uh, (laughs) And the pipe community as well. Uh, I'm not blessed with a pipe shop near me or even many brick and mortar stores, even for cigars. So finding this show and and the host is a silver lining to that cloud. Check these guys out and their store website as well for some great stuff. And that's from uh, Bourbon Familia on iTunes. Thank you. Very, very kind comments. Absolutely. And thank y'all so much for, uh, for joining us on this episode, man. Like it's a, it's a lot of fun whenever we get a chance to jump into the, uh, the pipe culture. And, you know, one of the great things is that this, the, the topics, the discussion really comes directly from y'all. And so uh, for everybody that, that emailed their thoughts in and shared them on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere, uh, we just, we very so much appreciative. I need to make note of this and I probably should have mentioned it at the top of the show, Yeah. but generally speaking, and I think this has historically been the case for every single pipe culture episode, we have gone to the uh, the Reddit group, the r slash uh, pipe tobacco group, yeah. as kind of a source too to gather thoughts. Yeah. And the only reason why that didn't happen this time is because apparently 
Reddit changed my password or something like that. <laughs> and so I've been trying to get it like rechanged and I have no earthly idea what's going on there. Okay. But suffice to say, I'm both having trouble getting into Reddit. I'm having trouble getting into Reddit. I can read it, but for whatever reason, I can't post it. So okay. I, I don't know what's going on there, but I'll, I'll probably have to uh, ping some of the guys over there to, to help me <laughs> get, figure it out. <laughs> I don't see myself as a, like as a technologically adverse or an older person from that standpoint, but I did feel like a grandfather. I'm like, what? What's it? <laughs> <My password>. <laughs> like, <laughs> they probably sure. just blocked you <laughs> maybe they did so if our pipe tobacco uh, blocked me then that's on them yeah but i'm sure that did <laughs> we'll get it all worked out but anyway shouts out to them all, as always in uh, in these episodes where uh, usually they are a huge source yeah of, lots of good friends over there yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and hopefully we'll, we'll see the discussion going on there as well uh also we'd love to discuss things with you you can follow us on twitter i'm at the real bow york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire you can also follow the show as well at at Squire Radio, uh, where you can find all that information and more at CountrySquireRadio.com. Now, usually we do a live show at noon. Next week, we will not have a live show, but we should be back the following week if I'm doing my math correctly. One way or the other, the best <laughs> way to keep up is uh, is by uh, keeping up with us on social media. We'll keep you all informed as things are happening there. Um, you know, as y'all know, going through a little bit of a transition with uh, with the move and everything, but we want to make sure that the um, the podcast doesn't suffer. Uh, the live experience may go through some adaptations. Yeah, just as, some transition. As it has for like the last year. Yeah. So, no, know, it, it really, yeah. No, nothing, nothing necessarily new We are there. resilient. But um, but the, the nice thing is, and I feel like I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Uh, the nice thing is that once the dust settles, theoretically, the dust will have been settled and the new normal will just be normal. <laughs> but we thought that like three or four times now and here we are. The show goes on. The show does go on and must go on. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, John <laughs> David, man, let's go have a day. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Thank you.